Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. There are millions of dollars in Michigan's budget for highway cameras. But the way that money is allocated, it's murky. None of it is illegal. Whether some of it pushes on the ethical boundaries, I think there's a question there. And it should be noted, there's still a lot of information we don't have on this grant. Beyond the question of does Detroit need freeway cameras is the question of government transparency. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. If you've been paying attention to the news at all since the start of the COVID pandemic, you've noticed a pattern, a spike in freeway violence, specifically freeway gun violence. 2020 uh, COVID came and then we started to see a lot more, not only violence on the freeways, but uh, just huge amounts of risky driving behavior. Both of those picked up substantially and have continued on ever since. You know, it seems to me that there are two kinds of freeway shootings, right? There are the ones that stem from people driving erratically, but then sometimes it is just violence that spills over from the neighborhoods, right? It seems like it cuts two ways. Correct. People from road rage incidents, and those are pretty uncommon now. During 2020, 2021, we did see a lot of road rage out there. A lot of it was coming out from crime in the neighborhood where we saw people trying to duck out the green light camera system or trying to be more secretive about their criminal activity. And they found that the freeway was a good way to do that. That right there is the voice of Michigan State Police Lieutenant Mike Shaw. The violence got to a point where in May, the state police formed the Freeway Investigative Support Team to help focus on freeway violence. Also, in the budget signed by the governor earlier this summer is millions of dollars to install freeway cameras in Detroit. Beth LeBlanc has a story about that in today's Detroit News. So I asked her to help us out. Can you tell me about this $30 million? Because, you know, in reading your story, they've got this idea, but it's like, I don't want to call it half an idea, but it's not quite all the way there yet, but the money's there for it. Yeah, I think that's a good way of summarizing it, to tell you the truth. That's one of the peculiar things about these grants that are pushed through the budget. They don't have to have a really definitive description, or they often don't in any case. But largely, we know from the budget language that this grant would be used to install freeway cameras within the city of Detroit. There's about 86 miles of freeways in the city of Detroit. What Detroit envisions is that this would have some kind of license plate reader technology on it so that if there is a freeway shooting or a felonious assault on the freeway system, they could easily look up license plates or a geographic area or even a maker model of a vehicle. 
surveillance to help law enforcement certainly isn't new. The city already uses the green light camera system and a form of audio surveillance called ShotSpotter. We've talked about ShotSpotter. Go back in the feed and check it out. Regardless of the situation, some people say surveillance is never the answer. Eric Williams is one of those people. He is not only with the Detroit Justice Center, but he's also a lawyer with the Michigan ACLU. Generally speaking, without getting into the specifics of the camera's capabilities, where they're placed, how the information is used, just as a general rule, these kind of cameras have very limited utility. They represent a fairly significant threat to civil liberties. And surveillance generally doesn't provide any real addition to public safety, but frequently takes money away from other programs that could contribute to public safety. You know, there's an opportunity cost for every dollar spent on any program. If you ask most law enforcement officers, they'll tell you that this kind of technology is critical to the work they do. People like Lieutenant Shaw say it's not a replacement for officers, but just another tool they can use to keep people safe. When we did an episode on ShotSpotter, that's what I heard was, well, we wouldn't have to have it if people would hear a gunshot and call the police, but they don't. And so that's a problem. It is, and it makes it harder. Now, even if people did give tips and stuff like that, we still need this technology. This technology is a game changer for us. It's almost up to the thing of DNA, fingerprints. These are tools that our detectives can use to solve crime. No, it doesn't prevent crime, but it sure makes people nervous that they are going to commit a crime if those technology tools are out there and they have a good chance of getting caught. Most criminals are, are going to go their route to try not to get caught. These are tools that we need to have out there. So, yes, we want the public to help provide information, provide tips. You know, it's their responsibility as well to keep their neighborhood safe by, you know, letting the police know what's going on in their neighborhood and their community. It's a two-pronged approach. Now, it's not as if lawmakers in Lansing are completely ignoring the privacy concerns of Michiganders. Here's Beth. I think lawmakers showed, to a certain extent, some recognition of the stickier parts of this, right, where how this is used to the extent it's used. I know there was language in, in the grant that allowed them to use it for very limited purposes, right? If there's a felony out there that they need to track down, if there's a freeway shooting, they can use it. But for small level crimes, for traffic violations, they're not really supposed to be using it for that. One lawmaker expressed concerns that it would be used for like immigration purposes to track people. So there are concerns out there. I think lawmakers, to a certain extent, tried to clamp down on some of those concerns with some guardrails for how this is used. But I think for those who have concerns about surveillance in general, it's just not enough at this point. And again, Beth is right. People like Eric say the provisions do not do enough to help overcome the concerns they have. The most obvious concern comes from the misuse of whatever information is collected, whether or not it relates to video, whatever we're talking about, when it's being collected by law enforcement, particularly DPD, the one thing you can count on is that whatever information is collected will be accessible to, at the very least, other law enforcement agencies. And the problem with that, of course, is that you're making it available to 
of a law enforcement agency for uses that may be prohibited for DPD. And on top of that, we are in operating in an environment in Detroit where police oversight is essentially non-existent. I know it may seem like the main objection here is privacy, but what about government transparency? Remember earlier, Beth told us that even though the money is earmarked, the plans for the cash are not finalized yet. We're not talking about nickels and dimes, Beth. I mean, this is $30 million. It's a bunch of money. How come they don't have to have more information when they decide to do this? That's a good question. It's something we've been looking at for the past year, and, and we should be specific on this. That this is a specific type of grant that the legislature has used in years past to kind of get in-district projects that a certain lawmaker is gunning for. We often call them like pork barrel spending or pet projects. Basically, this is going outside of the regular way that the state awards grants, right? Usually you get money given to an agency, and then the agency, they review applications from applicants, and then they award the money. The agencies, you know, make sure certain boxes are checked before they give that money. When this money is given through this specific grant program, there are not a lot of guardrails in place. When you are missing huge chunks of information, questions start to arise. And because that information just isn't there, answers are hard to come by. And it's not just $30 million. Over 200 projects totaling over $700 million are funded in the current budget this way. None of it is illegal. Whether some of it pushes on the ethical boundaries, I think there's a question there. Not so much with this grant, but with other ones you might see. And it should be noted, there's still a lot of information we don't have on this grant, right? Like, for one thing, $30 million is a lot for freeway cameras. Right now, there's legislation that just passed the House that would allow for automated speed enforcement zones in construction zones to pay for cameras in those construction zones that basically do the same thing as what's being proposed in Detroit, they're only expecting it to cost like a million to set that up. I think it kind of begs the question of why this is costing $30 million. Another grant application that Detroit had been earlier with the city council this year looked for $5 million for these license plate readers. So I think there's a question of like how many cameras are going to be out there with $30 million because that's a big jump in funding. Nobody in this story is objecting to improvements in public safety. People like Eric are saying, hey, we should spend this money differently. And people like Beth are just trying to figure out the driving forces behind the money, but struggle because the information just doesn't exist. Today's big thanks go out to Beth LeBlanc, Eric Williams, and Mike Shaw for taking time out of their day. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.